This week on the podcast, I'm chatting with my friend Carrie about all of the fantastic things from my most recent trip to Walt Disney World. I just got back today and we sat down to chat about all of the fun stuff that happened, including my first thoughts on the most fantastic experience, Disney's new Rise of the Resistance in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Don't worry, there's no spoilers here. Hi, I'm Francine and you're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast, a podcast where our first topic of conversation will always be Disney. I've been a Disney fan for as long as I can remember and I'm determined to bring more of that Disney magic into my everyday life. So if you need a little extra pixie dust in your day, you've come to the right place. Thanks so much for listening and let's get started. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. I'm here tonight with Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hello. Hello. Uh, Carrie and I wanted to do sort of a, a chat about my most recent visit to Walt Disney World, which uh, sadly ended yesterday when I flew home yesterday. Uh, I was there for six days and we thought, you know, why not review, like do a full trip report? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie and I, we didn't talk a lot while I was gone. Um, a few messages, you know, a few messages here and there and a couple of pictures of some, some food, but yeah, and we, well, we had, a, we had a plan before you left that we were going to do a trip report. Right. And you got back. So maybe we just decided not to communicate as usual. So there'd be some surprises. I don't know. <laughs> so it would be a very good conversation when we, when we finally sat down to do it. So yeah, I just got home yesterday. I, I can tell you, it feels like a whirlwind, Carrie. Like, I arrived home yesterday. First rule, don't land in Toronto around 4 o'clock. It's horrible. Oh, my goodness. It was raining a little bit. So you know what that means to Toronto traffic, right? It took yeah. us over two hours to get home. Like, it was crazy. Mm. Oh, it was just stop and go all the way from the airport. So note to self, don't arrive in Toronto during rush hour. Mm. yeah so that and was... your trip it, it flew by like it seemed like from my from my side you were you were gone and back like it didn't seem to flew by really quick it did and but it, I was it... also feeling some anxiety <laughs> for you <laughs> um, you know wondering you know if you were going to get to experience certain things on this trip so well it, didn't yeah. it was it was a big trip because so this was the one um, I have a couple of friends, you know, husband and wife, two kids, and they were going down for, they actually went down for like nine days and they invited my sister to come. So they had a two bedroom at the beach club and, you know, I love the beach club and they invited her to come and said they had plenty of room. And then they said to me, well, you know, your sister's going to have that big room all to herself. Why don't you come too? So you know, annual pass, twist my arm, <laughs> twist my arm. So I'm like, Hmm, okay, sure. Um, but because of the unmagical job, I couldn't go before month end. So I flew down, uh, on the third. So I was really only there for six days, but it really did feel like I was there for like three. It felt mm -hmm. short, but you know, I love the beach club. So I was happy to be there. It's great to be within walking distance of Epcot boat distance of Hollywood studios. Um, yeah, but it was, it was, it was a great trip, but you're right. Full of anxiety. Yeah. So maybe we should skip and talk, you know, at first, when we first talked about doing this, I had said, you oh, make 
sure you take like daily notes and we can kind of work through the week and you can talk about all the things you did and the new things and what you liked and, and all that stuff. But then once you were there, then, and now that you're home, like we, we can't do that. We have to skip to the, to the meat and potatoes of, of this trip. <laughs> the meat and potatoes. <laughs> yeah. The meat and potatoes, rise of the resistance, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So it opened while I was there, this attraction. Now, Which this just was ha- just happened to be co- like a coincidence, really, right? Like the other family, the family that planned their trip, yeah, they would have booked far in advance. Yeah, they had already had their trip booked. It kind of just worked out perfectly um, that the timing was there, that this was going to open when they were there. So awesome, really. Uh, I know, right? Like it kind of just all worked out. Um, but yeah, so the husband, JP, he's he's a Star Wars fan. So he was anxious about getting on this attraction. And my sister was already anxious about, you know, him and I getting to experience this attraction, being big Star Wars fans. So the anxiety levels were off the charts. You know, like, <laughs> I can't imagine how you guys are feeling because I was feeling anxiety at home. Like... <laughs> I wasn't thinking too much of it until it opened and I was seeing all the views. Like I wasn't watching the ride throughs, but I was like fast forwarding through the ride views, ride throughs and then seeing what people had to say. And once I saw that, I was like, Oh my goodness. I hope Brian gets on. I hope she gets on, but she doesn't get on. And I was messaging you going, are you going to get on? I was feeling anxiety from home. Cause I thought, Oh my goodness. What if Brian, like she's running out of time. What's going to happen? So I couldn't imagine being being there and being so close and worrying that you might not. It was so stressful. It was it was very stressful because we didn't know what was going on. And I mean, truth be told, we we don't normally we're not normally there for these kind of things. So we didn't know how it worked or what time. I knew people lined up early and things were a bit crazy, but I had no concept of it. So the first day that we tried to go, it wasn't opening day, so we didn't we weren't that crazy. But the first day we tried to go, we had heard that they were going to do these boarding passes. So you had to be in the park to get the boarding pass. So we're like, okay, fine. So we'll get to the park early. Park opens at nine. I think that morning it opened at nine. So we'll get there early and then we'll get our boarding pass as soon as we get in. And we are not rope drop people. So for us to be there at park opening is a big deal. This morning, the park opened at nine. I think we got there at like maybe 20 after eight or eight 30 and all the boarding passes were gone. And we're like, what? The park hasn't even opened yet. <laughs> but because there were so many people lined up outside from like four o'clock in the morning or something, they had let them all into the park early by six or six 30. So they all got their boarding passes and they were all gone before the park opened. Wow. Yeah. And that day you, so that day you kept trying to get a boarding pass. Yeah. So we had, so my sister Becky and JP had been, they had been obsessing over this app. So the day before they had sort of figured out that they went up to like boarding pass 140. So they had given out something like 140 boarding passes and they didn't get through them all. So those people were invited to come back the next day. So these two had it all figured out how many passes on average they were given out, how many they, they were boarding per hour. Like there was a whole science to it. They were, it was so stressful. Uh, so we thought, okay, they had only given out based on Twitter and everything else. It looked like they had only given out like a hundred for that day. 
So we were like, hmm, if they get through those fast enough, maybe the last couple hours of the park, they'll open it up for more. So we, we spent the whole day in the park. And we don't normally do that either. But we spent the whole day with them refreshing the app. Okay, now they're boarding group 50. Now they're boarding group 52. Now they're boarding group 53. It was oh driving, my. oh my gosh, they were driving me crazy. So <laughs> I know you're sitting around Hollywood studios all day long. We were, you know, where we were sitting is, you know, those little tables next to the Brown Derby. Yeah. Okay. So the bar is right there and the popcorn cart is right across the way. You so had everything you needed. We had everything we needed. The kids were running and getting their popcorn buckets refilled for $2 and we had a bar on the corner. So they were refreshing the app, refreshing the app. And then finally, I guess it was about 7.30 or 8 o'clock. We we're like, yeah, it's not happening. So we went home. Uh, the next day we had planned for Magic Kingdom. And I think we were all just so frustrated by then. We were like, forget it. We're going to Magic Kingdom. We're not wasting another day sitting around. So we went to Magic Kingdom. And the whole day, those two were refreshing the app. Like They're continuing on their data. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so much analytics happening from the Magic Kingdom. And I guess it was probably around lunchtime we decided, okay, we gotta give this another shot. Sunday's our last day to do this. We gotta I know, bite the bullet. That right? was crazy. Right? We Can gotta we bite the bullet. <laughs> so on Saturday night, we had seen online that they had been slipping things under the doors of the people at the Grand Floridian. But we didn't get anything at the beach club. And then we saw it in the lobby. They had a sign where they were going to do extra magic hours for resort guests from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. at Hollywood Studios. So it was kind of like a <laughs> Yeah. So we were, we were like, okay, it, I think this was Disney's way of trying to make it right for all the people staying on property that never got a boarding pass. So, right? Like, I think they were trying to make up for that. So... That morning, uh, Hollywood Studios was going to open at 6 a.m. for resort guests. And they said on that notice that the boarding passes would be given out at 8 a.m. So if you were still in the park at 8 a.m., you could request a boarding pass. So we're like, we're not taking a chance. <laughs> we got to the park at, I think, quarter after six in the morning. Holy smokes. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> Keep in mind, we are not rope drop. No, that's why I said holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. So at 6 a.m., I was walking along that boardwalk there to go get on the boat to go to Hollywood Studios like a crazy person, but I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we were in the park just after 6. And we went up and we sat down at um, the tables over towards Tower of Terror. And the kids went on Tower of Terror and, and JP and Ellie and my sister was just refreshing the app, refreshing the app, refreshing the app. And, you know, we had churros, then refreshing the app. <laughs> it, was, it was nuts. And then all of a sudden, I guess it was about 7.25, my sister started screaming. And she's like, oh, my God, they've opened the boarding passes. So they had, op they said 8 a.m., but it was just, it was like 7.30, they had opened them. And she went through and booked it, and we got boarding group 12. So the boarding group picking, because I don't think I've ever picked a boarding group because at um, Galaxy's Edge when we were there, they weren't required. So it's just like a fast pass. So because Becky was linked to everybody, yes. she just picked up, she just added everyone and you all were in the boarding group. Right. And then because you, but everybody had to be swiped into the park. 
Right. So your magic okay. bands had to have crossed that that park to get you in in order for her to select you in the boarding group. And it's not like you don't select a time or anything. You just get whatever boarding group comes up. So we got group 12. And then it was literally like a minute or two after that, that they made an announcement in the park saying the boarding groups were open. And so we were like right on it and had group 12, which hmm. was kind of crazy. So I don't know where the first 11 went, but um, <laughs> started at 12. it was the sigh of relief was incredible. So <laughs> everybody was so excited. The kids were so excited. And then we had to wait for them to call our boarding group. And then we went over, they finally called our boarding group. We were so excited. We were walking by and the ride was down. So <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it was one of those, this, and then we're thinking this ride better be good. Like it wasn't that, we didn't know how great it was supposed, you know, we'd heard the reviews and everything. I hadn't seen any spoilers, so I didn't watch any. Um, but by this point, like I'm getting frustrated. And then we find ride comes back up and we get in the line. And then Carrie, like the rest, <laughs> <laughs> like the rest, I'm just, I'm speechless. And you know, that that's not a big feat for me to be speechless. Um, it it was it was everything I, like i kept saying to you i don't know how to describe it and i don't think i don't think there are words to describe it wow i really don't think there are i think it it blew me away it was the most immersive intense not intense from like a scary intense purpose or anything like that just I was there like I was part of the movies hmm. it, it, it's I can't even find the words like there was a tweet somebody um on Twitter tweeted uh their name is Jamie Frank and they said rise of the resistance was actually not a ride but a literal dream like the thing you dreamed of as a kid but never thought could happen it did and that's it it, it's like every kid sitting around dreaming of what it would be like to be part of a battle in Star Wars. And then there you are. And you're part of it. And I mean, like, really part of it, Carrie. Like, there were parts of this attraction where I, I really screamed out loud, oh, my God. And so did my sister. And she's not a Star Wars fan. <laughs> <laughs> like, awesome. I think this is going to be like, even for you, this is going to blow you away. Now you didn't watch any of the spoilers, right? No, no. I was fast forwarding through them. I was like closing my eyes, covering my, <laughs> I was not watching them, but I wanted to hear what people had to say about, about them. Like the, what they're, re I was watching the reactions of like the people that I usually follow and watch Disney videos. I wanted to see their reactions. And so I, like I said, if they did show any parts of the ride, I kind of, covered my phone and zipped through them and but I really couldn't believe you know their reviews and I was like oh my goodness that's when my anxiety sunk in that I was like <laughs> I wasn't at home thinking oh you know I I can't you know I wasn't thinking oh I can't wait to see it or anything like I was just sort of like well I'll see when I see it but then knowing that you were there and seeing those reviews and knowing how much you love Star Wars and then and then thinking, oh my goodness, what if Francine doesn't get on this ride? Like, oh my goodness. 
I don't know if I'm going to be able to live with it. I don't know how I'm going to get through the weekend. I know. Because I'm going to get to Monday or Tuesday when we record the podcast if she does this ride. Well, because we talked about it before I left and I was like, nah, it's probably going to be crazy. I'll just wait till January. And, you know, when I go back in January, I'll worry about it. But JP was so determined because, you know, I forget that not everybody travels the way that that we do to Disney, right? So I was traveling with a family that doesn't go four or five times a year like I do. You know, they go once a year or once every other year. So it's important to remember that part that, you know, some of this stuff was new to them that I had already sort of been a part of. They hadn't seen Galaxy's Edge. You know, JP hadn't done Oga's Cantina or Smuggler's Run, which by the way, they all loved. And even my sister Becky hadn't done Smuggler's Run. She hadn't been to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge yet because I did that with you. So, and with the one thing with, like when we were at Galaxy's Edge and we were chatting with people and you felt this way and we chatted to a lot of people that were our generation that like had felt that just Galaxy's Edge was like a dream come true. Like the way that it was before this ride. Right. You know, like we talked to all the guys that, you know, were, you know, leaving their wives and kids in a different land and they were spending the day there and, and, you know, living their best life in the cantina, bopping and dancing. And it was like, they thought it was perfect then. Yeah. And then like you, you know, your review of this and how you felt and what you think of it and what everybody else is saying about it. Like, oh my goodness. It's over the, so when you think, remember, so remember that guy that said, oh, I left my wife and, and kids and I just came in here and I'm doing this today. This is all about me and Star Wars. I think about people like him and this, this attraction is, is going to blow him away. He, he wanted to experience and was like over the moon to be in the cantina, right? Because that made him feel like he was part of the movies. He's going to be in a battle, <laughs> like right in a battle with stormtroopers and Kylo. And he, these people will just faint. <laughs> well, maybe, that, maybe that's why Disney didn't do all this at once. They wouldn't have been able, they would have had to have, um, they would have had to have like EM, EMT people on hand. <laughs> <laughs> for people like flipping out from all of this excitement. All these men having heart attacks or, or feeling queasy uh, if they had to, if they experienced everything all at once. It was too, yeah. Because seriously, so many people thought or think that the Galaxy's Edge, like the first tier of it was just amazing. Like everything they could possibly dream of. And then you know, this has just made it the best thing ever. Well, and you know me with Smuggler's Run, like when I put that thing into light speed, uh, there were tears. There were like goosebumps bigger than my head. And this, I think this was even above it. Well, and I think the thing with the Smuggler's Run though, like the big time Star Wars fans felt it the way that you felt it. And then a lot of other people were just like, you know, yeah, it was okay, you know. Yeah. This Rise of the Resistance is going to be like the Flight of Passage equivalent, like whether you've seen it, seen all the Star Wars movies or never seen the Star Wars movies, you're you're going to have this amazing experience. Yes. No matter what. And I feel like it's the kind of attraction you're going to need to do maybe six or seven times before you fully get to appreciate it. 
I, I didn't know where to look. I couldn't, I, I couldn't take it all in. There was just, there was too much going on that it, it just flew by. Like, I think, I think they said this attraction is 18 minutes or something along those lines. And it, it felt like I blinked and it was over because there was just so much going on. There was so much goodness. I didn't know where to look. And even afterwards for like an hour, we were talking about, did you see this part? Did you see this? And, and we didn't necessarily all see the same thing because we were all looking in different places. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how, how the access to this ride unfolds, right? Like when you had said, oh, you know, it'll take X number of rides, I think before you, you finally take it all in or get it or, or whatever, like mm -hmm. it, for years, it will probably be the most difficult ride to ride or attraction to, to, to see. Yes. And I wonder, but I, but I will say the, the queue moved fairly quickly. It wasn't one of those lines where you were standing still for very long. Like you, it seemed to move, like they were shuffling through a, a good amount of people at a time. I'm not quite sure how, but they definitely were moving people through quickly. So I don't know whether it's just designed a little better for, for putting people in. amazing, really. Yeah, because even Smuggler's Run, um, we waited, I think we only waited 45 minutes. Like the Slinky Dog had a longer line. But even with like, you know, with the boarding passes, or like it could be like the, the ride, the lines may move quickly and, this, and if they continue to do the boarding pass stuff, um, you know, that's great, but maybe it'll be the thing where boarding passes are, if will be gone. And yeah. Have a time to get them yeah. I don't know if they intend to do sort of fast passes or anything along those lines. The, the boarding passes were a bit of a pain the first few days because there was some, somebody was telling me in line, there was some blogger or vlogger who had, who had told everybody that if you lined up and got in the park, say at 6 a.m., got your boarding pass. If you had ridden by say 7.30, you could go back on and get another boarding pass. Mm -hmm. So people were riding two or three times in a day before the people outside the gates had even had a chance. So thankfully, you know, this is it. When we talk about Disney customer service, these are the examples. So yes, there was an issue day one where people got to ride two or three times or you know, resort guests didn't get a chance and all that kind of stuff. Disney fixed it, right? Like they, they made it right. And not only did they have the extra early morning magic for the resort guests so that we could get a chance to get a boarding pass, they also had fixed it so you could only get one boarding pass a day. So that, that stopped everybody else from, from getting multiples. So, you know, total kudos to how Disney handled it. Well, and you see over time, like how they, how things have changed, like progress, right? Like, you know, even with these boarding passes, you know, not having to just get to a park and, and wait in a line that might be five hours long or, yeah, you know, just bit by bit, how things just seem to, technology allows things to get better and Disney's making the best of it. And Yeah. And they're learning from every, like opening, it seems. Yeah. Like every time they open yeah. something new, they, they, they learn a little bit better things to do and manage the crowds. Well, from this, from watching it from the outside on social media and seeing what people were posting on YouTube and Instagram, like it seemed, it seemed busier than, than the original opening, like the people getting 
you know, sitting outside the park after midnight, you know, trying, wondering when the heck they're going to allow people to line up in front of the park and yeah. just see that everybody, but I think people are excited about Star Wars, but people are especially excited about this ride. And I think because they did the two tiered thing, it probably just made it, made it even from like more of a frenzy, right? Because the oh, yeah. first part was awesome. So, so it had to be awesome, but they were saying something about it became a safety issue with so many people lined up outside and that I think is why they had to let them into the parks early. Um, but then on the day that they had the extra morning or the early morning magic for us, they had let them into the parks, but only so far and they they still couldn't get a boarding pass. So it's almost like they had blocked their access to do it if they weren't resort guests which is pretty cool which is really cool from but from, yeah from a disney technology <laughs> perspective that's pretty impressive yeah it, like the way they manage that stuff is really cool and even, I, the, even with the like at getting the boarding passes once you're in the park is sort of the same as um the max pass at disneyland yeah right? like not being able to to pick them until you're actually in the park and you've swiped your swiped your uh, admission at the gate or your magic band so it's yeah kind of to see that that technology is being adapted it's pretty cool Here. now i i yeah. was a little disappointed with a couple of the the online sort of blogger vloggers not not the the big well-known ones there were some smaller ones uh that seemed to be creating some kind of frenzy over the crowds so the one morning where we did get in the extra morning or the early morning um, they had posted a picture to say, look at, you know, look at the crowds or whatever. And, um, all, you know, trying to get boarding passes, blah, blah, blah on the street in Hollywood studios. And I looked at the picture and the picture was supposedly, um, depicting something like 7am that morning. Well, I just so happened to be going to Starbucks, um, to get a cup of tea at that time while they were getting their churros. And, I took a picture of the street and it looked nothing like what they had posted. Trying so, to frenzy. Yeah. And I, you know, it's just, it's a good reminder or an important reminder to a lot of people that, you know, don't always believe, take a big grain of salt with some of the stuff that you read online because some of these frenzies, it, it does give people extra added anxiety and you know, you're on vacation. There shouldn't be that much anxiety around your vacation. No, and I think these people like whether they're like looking for attention or or they just like to get people, you know, talking. Yeah, so that was kind of about something or something or other. Yeah, that was that was a bit yeah, disappointing. Yeah, on the ground. Uh, yeah, and you know, I was happy was to tell cool. people the truth. <laughs> but it was excellent, epic experience for sure. So that's cool. So when we're there in January, then it'll be a priority. You love the ride. You love the attraction so much that you're going to want to do it again. Oh, yes. And I'm going to want to do it. I'm going to want to take you on this attraction because I can't wait to hear what you think of it. Like I'm Becky was blown away and she's not a Star Wars person. So I can't wait to hear what you think. Awesome. <laughs> and, you know, so there was more to my trip than just yeah, Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> But it feels like that kind of, this will be the trip that's remembered by Rise of the Resistance. Um, but we did do a bunch of other stuff. The The first night that I was there, uh, my friends had gone to Mickey's Very Merry. 
and I didn't get did a they ticket. Remember to pick up a Ma- Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom cards by chance? Oh, they did. They got you one, so I have it here for you. <laughs> and so they went to they went to Mickey's Very Merry, and I didn't get to go because by the time I decided whether I wanted to go or not, uh, the party was sold out. So I went to Epcot myself that night and got to see um, Epcot Forever. And did you like it? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I cried. Um, (laughs) You know, people are going to start to think I'm a big sap who cries at everything. uh, But I really don't. I, (laughs) it's very rare that I'm crying, but I seem to be crying a lot at Disney these days. Epcot Forever, fantastic. I'm kind of disappointed that this is just a stopgap between Illuminations and the permanent show because it's that good, Carrie. It's really that good. So Anytime I get to hear Walt Disney's voice and be inside a park and hear his voice, it it gives me goosebumps. So him narrating the beginning of this is fantastic. And then it's got, you know what, it's a great show for anybody. But for those of us that have great memories of the original Epcot and things, you know, forgotten attractions, things that have closed, they've got a little hint of each of those um, in, in the score, like the musical score, there was, there was an attraction that used to be in the land pavilion called kitchen cabaret. And if you get a chance, go YouTube it because, um, and it sounds so cheesy now, but I used to love it. And it was this little audio animatronic Bonnie Appetit and she, it was the kitchen and they were all singing. And there were uh, fruits and vegetables that sang, and they had this little song, Veggie, Veggie, Fruit, Fruit. Wait, there was Veggie, Veggie, Fruit, Fruit? Yeah. (laughs) And the milk carton was like a Frank Sinatra guy with like, you know, the big microphones. Um, (laughs) It just, it sounds so cheesy now, but it was so much fun. Anyway, that, that makes an appearance in Epcot Forever and... Um, things from Horizons, like just a whole bunch of great stuff. Lots of nostalgia for... Oh, yeah. But then they've got these kites. Like, I don't want to spoil too much, but there's there's lighted, lighted kites that go across the water. It's just incredible. Just incredible. Cool. So, yeah, that was fun. We'll have <laughs> to see that too, because I didn't, like, I don't watch anything until I see it with my, my own eyeballs. Yeah, you're not I'm one for... Disney Park blog... <laughs> Like they've done live streams, but I don't, I usually, you didn't watch them. I never watch them unless it's something, maybe if I've seen it, if I've seen it before, I'll watch it, but I never watch anything like that if I haven't seen it before. So like a new release of something you don't watch. Never. Never. And some people do. Some people like watch all the rides before they go for the first time, just so they kind of know what to expect. But yeah, Yeah. I've done that. Yeah, I I prefer to kind of be surprised. Um, but Epcot Forever, I had watched the live stream and because I just wanted to see it. And it, it's a totally different experience when you're standing there. Yeah. It's amazing. That, that's true. Like, I think that's the thing for me is, especially with the show like that, is that, yeah, when you're there and the feels and everything surrounding you and the music and any fireworker, fireworks, like that first experience of how you're going to feel when you, when you you want surprise whereas if you've seen it and you kind of know the music or you know anything about it then you might lose a little bit of that so yeah very true but you and I will get to uh we can watch this in January 
Yeah, I'm going to have a big fun. list of things to do. I know there's a lot to going on. Stay home. <laughs> there's a lot going on. So I think, you know, some of the other things um, on this trip that were oh, fun. Yeah, that's your trip report. I, I know, right? Because I'm going to forget. So there were, I did get to meet a Pixie Dust fan. Um, oh. Yeah, I was in Toy Story Land and I was stuffing my face. <laughs> I had gone over to Woody's Lunchbox. Um, you know, I love that breakfast bowl there. <laughs> so I had, I was stuffing my face with the breakfast bowl and this lovely you couple. Tater tots. Oh yeah, the tater tots with the scrambled eggs and gravy. It's so good. Um, so yeah, this lovely couple came up. They were, they're Canadian and I uh, got to meet them and chat with them. And we talked about Rise of the Resistance. They had already done it. The husband was a big fan of um, Star Wars. So yeah, that was that was fun. Got to meet them. And then, um, but when I first arrived, I was standing in line for the Magical Express. And I looked two rows over, you know, Jeremy, Jeremy from Pure Magic. Mm -hmm. So I sent him a message and said, Jeremy, are you going to Walt Disney World anytime soon? And he's like, yeah, I happen to be standing in the line for the Magical Express right now. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, turn to your right. <laughs> so I got to meet Jeremy in line. Um, and he got to go on Rise of the Resistance too. Have you Sorry? Uh, yeah, Jeremy, let, let me think. Have we met in person? Yes, we have. We actually, I think the last time we met might have been in Walt Disney World as well. Um, so we kind of talked across the lines and, uh, we were messaging about how to get the, the boarding passes and stuff like that. So he managed to get his as well. I think on the Monday he got to the park at like 6am. So excited to, to share with him that kind of, um, experience. So that was fun. And then I saw another friend from Toronto that I never see in Toronto, but ran into at Walt Disney World. So it was kind of, it was kind of the trip for meeting people. That's neat. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's always fun when you, you kind of run into people that you know or or things like that. So well, that was fun. Years ago on you, your your group of well, Pixie Dust fans are one thing, but your network of just Disney friends. Yeah. Just grows. So it just it keeps running into people. Yeah. It keeps growing and growing. It's um yeah, it's a lot and it's fun to run into people in the parks. Yeah, we've sure. we've done that a couple of times <laughs> where we run into people. We didn't we once we were walking around Epcot, you and I, and you ran into like these pin traders that you met at a pin meet. Yeah, I sometimes like I often see um because I have a bunch of pin friends that uh, I met going to pin meets in New Jersey. Right. And, and I've actually been on a cruise. I've been on a cruise and ran into a bunch of my New Jersey pin trading friends. Didn't know they were on the cruise till we're like, hey. Okay. We're both like looking at a lanyard and we look up at each other and we're like, hey, you're on this cruise day. <laughs> what so, are you yeah, doing here? For sure. All it's, fun. it's fun. It is fun. Mm -hmm. Our Disney community just keeps growing and growing. So what mm -hmm. about did you eat? Um, like I know it's hard for you to find new places to eat because you go often and you you know eat in that many yeah. places, if not everywhere. But where where did you eat? So this time, um, we had a few sort of sit down, you know, table service meals. We did Tepanito because, you know, um, that's always a fun one. And the kids, so I was traveling with uh, a couple and their two kids and my sister. So the kids love Tepanito. 
uh, Cape May. So we did that for dinner. I haven't done that for dinner in years. You know, the last couple of times it's been for breakfast. I've done it. Uh, that was fun. That was, that was a really good meal. Um, we did the Yak and Yeti, the dessert, you know, the desserts at the Yak and Yeti are highly underrated. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I forgot how good those desserts were. And, um, yeah, so we did a lot of that. We did a lot of snacking. The popcorn buckets with the refills at $2 were a huge hit with the kids. Uh, they spent, we ate an awful lot of popcorn, uh, Mickey bars, ice cream. We did a lot of good snacking, but, um, yeah, Carrie, I also forgot how exhausting it is to travel with children. Yeah, but, well, you, went, you would have went at a different pace than what you're, what you're used to. Oh, let me tell you. And these two kids are early risers, too. So, you know, 5.30 in the morning, they're up. Um, yeah, it, and, you know, they walk faster. They, they've got more energy. They just even just being in their presence with all of that energy is tiring. Um, and yeah, I felt pretty old. <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely a different trip when you travel with kids versus without. And, you know, like these kind of trips are good for me too, to, to remind me of what it's like to travel with kids for when I'm, I'm talking to others who are planning their trips for, for them with their kids. But it's, it's definitely tiring. That's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, our pace when we're at the parks is probably the total opposite of that. Do a lot of people watching. Yeah, so the people watching, you know, afternoon breaks, you know, you're just, you're lining up for different attractions. Um, you know, your patience level is different. It's, yeah. It's definitely you different. You usually have a cupcake break, a churro break. Yeah. A drink. And if, if you can believe it, there were no, did I, I didn't even have any cupcake. I had my cattail, my Cheshire cattail at, at the Magic Kingdom. Um, no, no cupcakes? Right? It, it, weird, right? Wait a minute. Did you at least buy a t-shirt? Oh, I bought a tea. Of course I bought a tea. Oh, okay. Who, who are, and oh, you know what? Who are you? Who, who, you came home a different person. <laughs> it was the kids. No, <laughs> I, I, now come to think of it, I did have a cupcake. I sent you a picture of that cupcake and it really wasn't a good cupcake. Oh, that was a cupcake. Yeah, that, it was <laughs> like, like no, and it really wasn't that good. It was, it was like um, an ice cream. Yeah, it was marshmallow on top. It actually oh. wasn't ice cream. And I probably should have read the description better. Was it supposed um, to be ice cream? No, was I like think a, it, a cupcake looking like an ice cream or was it supposed to be a cupcake that looked like a cupcake? Well, maybe it was uh, supposed to look like an ice cream cone. <laughs> maybe that was the shtick, right? Maybe that's what it was. But honest to God, like they had, it had, it was marshmallow. So, yeah, I don't like marshmallow on my cupcake. Like, my cupcake is supposed to have icing. That's the best part of the cupcake is the icing. So I was very disappointed when I got back to the table and it was marshmallow. So, yeah, that was the only cupcake I had while I was there. Uh, but I did buy a T-shirt. Of course, it's a Star Wars one. Um, and I have to remember, I can't even remember what the saying is on it now. But it's, it's not Star Wars-y, if that's a word. Um, <laughs> but... It's, it's less, um, it's like Star Wars subtle, subtle, subtlety. Yeah. It's a, it's a little more subtle, which is going to be perfect for my Fridays. 
Um, you know, the Fridays where my boss reminds me that maybe I have a meeting where I'm supposed to look a little more professional than showing up with a big Mickey on my, um, my t-shirt. <laughs> so I figured this will be perfect for those kind of days, but, um, yeah, I'm going to wear it on Friday. So it'll be on, it'll be on my Instagram on Friday. <laughs> yeah. So I did get my t-shirt. Uh, Becky brought home lots of popcorn buckets. Hmm. I think like how many? Uh I think five. Wow. Yeah. Like Carrie, I don't get it. She's got a she's got a problem. She brought she brought an extra suitcase just like to bring home popcorn buckets and stuff. Hmm. Um I did buy pins. So I happened to pick oh, up some I happened to pick up some uh Muppet pins the morning they were released over at Epcot for mm-hmm. someone I know that might be a little Muppet crazy. Excellent. <laughs> so I have those there for you. And yeah, it was it was pretty light shopping trip this time. Because it was a lot you had a full itinerary. <laughs> you had no time for dilly dallying. You guys were on a on a on a trip, on a proper Disney World trip. Well Disney World trip. <laughs> That's true. But there were so many holiday like the merchandise was very holiday themed. And, you know, I'm not really a big Christmas person, so I wasn't going to be buying Christmas sweaters and all that kind of stuff. If forbid it have a date on it, then that takes it out, too. So it's like double whammies, because I'm sure all the Christmas stuff says 2019 on it as well. It does. It does. And you know that I don't like it when my clothes have dates on them. It just, I don't know why. You know, I've had t-shirts for years and years and years, but I don't advertise the year I bought it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? <laughs> well, I'm sure in January that you'll have less of that problem. You'll be able to spend some more money. Yeah, so that's that's my goal in January is to to do some serious shopping. Now we're there. We're so January is the Pixie Dust Fan Cruise. I can't believe this is just around the corner, Carrie. We've been talking about this for a year. I think so. I think it's been a year. And this is the cruise where we've got some some pixie people from the pixie dust fan community are all sailing together on uh the disney dream in january january 20th mm-hmm. and we're all gonna hang out together we've got some meetups we've got some special fun activities it's you know just a great way to connect with other people in the pixie dust fan community it's gonna be fun it will be lots of fun i can't wait and yeah we've got um We've got some good plans for that. And then you, you're going to go down a couple of days early. I'm going down a couple of days early and we're staying a couple of days after. So we'll get a chance to go and experience rise of the resistance and some good shopping. It's going to be fun. Yes. I can't wait. It's so exciting. Okay. So I feel like I've talked your ear off with my trip report. Did I cover everything that I should have You're supposed to talk a lot and tell me all about your trip. (laughs) Well, I feel... Excellent. I feel like I've covered it all. I hope. Um, but before we go, Car- Carrie, we got to talk about what the pixie dust was of the week. Oh yes. Like, ma'am. what was your pixie dust this week? Made you feel all special? Well, I hung out on the weekend with my uh, a, f- a dear friend, a friend that I've had for a long time. Um, we often get together. Um, in the past, we're we're awfully crafty, the two of us together so we had planned uh probably six weeks ago or more um we signed up for this uh like i guess it's like stringer where they give you a board and they have nails in it and then you like wrap string around the nails and make a fun picture we did these santa's or snowmen uh pictures 
Um, So we we spent the day together and went to this class and we hadn't connected in in a while and we definitely hadn't crafted together in a while. Usually we're up to, we get up to no good with our craft and we're always planning these crazy crafts to try to accomplish together or whatever over the years. Like I've known her for many, 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 many years. So um, yeah, I got to spend the day with her and we did this fun craft and it was, it was awesome connecting with, with a dear friend and, and having, you know, kind of just getting back into our usual sh- crafting shenanigans. So oh, yeah, that's awesome. Friends, great, great outing on, on Saturday. So, so that was, that was a highlight of my, uh, of my week for sure. That's fun. And you are crafty. And your friend is actually quite lovely. I think I, this is the one that I met in, in Disney with you. Yeah, she was getting off a cruise and, uh, and she said, that, and she knew that her. So, of course, that's how Tara rolls. She was like, I will meet you for lunch. And it was a horrible day. Remember that? I actually had other friends getting off a cruise and it was like a horrible monsoony, rainy oh, type day. Oh, yes. And my other friends were like, yeah, I think we're going to go to the mall <laughs> before our flight. And Tara was like, no, I'll see you there. And yeah, she met us at Disney Springs in the teeming. It was rain. It was horrible rain. Remember? It, like, was, it was like everything green. And she, she, um, she came to see us. So yeah, you met her. You met her then. Not that you, you know, still, but my friend, my other friends that, that didn't meet meet me. I still, I still love them too. Oh, but, <laughs> yeah, but, that's right. We were soaking. It took it. We never even dried, even though we sat there all that time having lunch. We never dried off. Yeah. 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 That yeah that's was, terrible. So. That was gross, but yeah, she was fun. Yeah, nice. Oh, she's always up. We one, yeah, she's always up for an adventure. The, the two of us have had many uh, non-crafting adventures over the years. She's one of those friends that, like, if you if you told her to come over for the weekend and pack a passport, she wouldn't ask any questions, and she'd be there with her passport. That's <laughs> awesome. She has a Nexus card, so now I could be like, bring your passport and your Nexus, and and she wouldn't ask any questions, and she'd come ready to go with some jammies packed. So. <laughs> That's so fun. What about your pixie dust for the week? Well, my because of the resistance and the most. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, it's funny. I was think I was thinking about what my pixie dust was. And then, uh, so I had it lined up. I was going to talk about uh, the car service that I used to get to the airport when I was going uh, myself, because, you know, sometimes I just take my car and park it at the airport but when the weather's bad and you know, sometimes I just, I, I can't be bothered and it's almost the same price to just have a taxi. Sometimes it works out even cheaper. So um, I used this, this car service to take me to the airport. They were early. The car was clean. It was all fabulous. So I will link to them in the show notes, but I have to, I have to talk about It's almost like I was pixie dusted twice. So this morning, <laughs> and I even texted you this morning and said, you're not going to believe this. Um, this morning, I was listening to uh, another podcast on the way to work. It's called the We Like Theme Parks podcast. And these three guys, they just, they crack me up. Um, they are funny. I've listened to them too. Right? They're pretty funny. And uh, they have this this section uh, sponsored by Public, where they do like an Instagram shout out for people. And, you know, they had done a shout out to me um, a while ago and one of the guys had done it. So today they were talking and they were like, okay, so my Instagram shout out is for Pixie Dust fan. And the other guy's like, wait a minute, that was going to be my shout out. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm driving to work thinking, this is crazy. Here they are talking about me. So then the third guy, when he finally goes, he's like, so I'm giving a shout out to Pixie Dust fan. They're like, wait a minute, we just said her. 
And he's like, I wasn't paying attention. Is that what you said? So, <laughs> so the three of them, that was the first time they said where all three of them had picked the same person to give the shout out to. And it was me. I, oh my gosh, I was cracking up. So I messaged them and said, thanks a lot for the shout out. And he's like, it was totally not planned. Like it, it sounded like we, we pulled that, but it wasn't planned. They didn't plan to do that. So um, that was kind of fun. So thanks guys for that. And uh, yeah, they were over at We Like Theme Parks podcast. And um, they have an Instagram account as well. So you can find them on Instagram. But it just, I was laughing. It made me laugh when they were talking about it. And um, yeah, it, you know what? It's, it's flattering. So yeah, thanks guys. That was my pixie dust. And if they listen to this podcast, they'll be waiting for Friday to see your new t-shirt. <laughs> yes, that's right. Because that's, it's all about t-shirts. So that's how they had given me the first shout out was they were talking about my Haunted Mansion t-shirt or something. Um, how you're yeah. you're, well, that, you're very consistent with your Friday t-shirt. Your Friday I am. Like it's yes. a thing, FYI. It's, it's a thing for me yeah. now because, you know, that's the only day of the week. I get to to show my Disney side proper, like proper Disney side. Um, you know, everybody at work kind of knows that I'm the Disney freak. Uh, but, you know, my boss prefers that I don't really show it as much, uh, especially when I have to go to meetings with executives, um, with higher up executives. But, you know, sometimes, like, I got to be me. <laughs> I got to be me. Exactly. I got to be me. Much to much to her chagrin, I will be me. So I try to tone it down on those days by wearing um Disney inspired shirts that maybe are just a little less out there. <laughs> so you'll see on Friday my new one for sure. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you again Carrie for chatting with me about my my trip report and you know we'll be doing this again, right? Yes, please. It <laughs> it's always fun chatting with you. So till next time. Thanks, Carrie. Ciao. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed the episode and the spoiler-free review of Rise of the Resistance. Trip reports are always fun, so maybe I need another trip so I can review it. Hmm. Well, there's one coming up in January. For now, I hope that you've enjoyed the episodes and you've subscribed so that you get a new one in your player every Wednesday morning. Till next time, remember that you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after. <laughs>